Love is not something that is a sort of rare commodity. Everybody has it. Existence is love. You are one with the divine principle. You have the energy. You are the Big Bang, the original force of the universe coming on as whoever you are. See, when I meet you, I see not just what you define yourself as, Mr. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so. I see every one of you as the primordial energy of the universe coming on at me in this particular way. Money is the circulation of information and in itself has no value. Everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality, not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self, the deep down basic whatever there is. And you're all that. Stop measuring days by degree of productivity and start experiencing them by degree of presence. Do you guys always sit back and think about how you used to think? Sometimes I wonder if I had stayed unaware of everything, how my life would look. Is ignorance really bliss? Because honestly, the experiences I have had recently are kind of comical and it's times like these where I start to realize like damn I'm not living in the same dimensions as some people. It's almost hard to communicate with others and when I think back to the way I used to think I almost can't visualize that version of me. Like for example right now we can see an obvious split happening within the collective the more that this COVID situation gets shaken up and I do try to see it from their perspective. But I think that once you have a bird's eye view on things, it becomes so different. And on that note, welcome back to Figuring Shit Out with your girl, Kelsey. Okay, so let me catch you up on what's been going on. So I've been on a job hunt because I'm trying to move to a different city within North Carolina. And I've had several interviews. And this is what I mean when I say that I see life so differently now. Because they'll ask me, like, what are your career goals or what do you want with this job? And I just sit there and like I ponder on how my ultimate goal is just to live freely and financially stable in this matrix so that I can have the freedom to help others, whether that be with my podcast, my content, or simply just giving back. But I can't precisely say that, so I really have those awkward moments, those awkward pauses when they ask me that because I don't really have career goals. To me, that looks like working for the rest of your life to gain a specific status or salary, and I've never had a career or dream goal in that sense. So I just kind of laugh at how prominent I see the shift occurring and how I see life. And it hasn't just happened with job interviews, but even with random people. And honestly, you do have to laugh sometimes. The other day, I also sat back and laughed at myself for how seriously I was taking life. Like, yeah, there have been some ups and downs, but I cannot believe how serious I was making everything out to be, when in the end I know that everything will turn out okay, or at least how it's meant to. When I find myself stressing or worrying about the future, I remember what Eckhart Tolle says, come back to your breath and your present environment. Is anything happening right now? No. Are you in immediate danger right now? No. So then why the fuck am I stressing? humans are hilarious like our human minds are so interesting 
at how they want to control every little thing. But okay, today I want to answer two questions that I got on my question forum. I know I will go on a tangent with these, so let's see how it goes. The first one was, how do I begin my spiritual journey? And the second one is, what do you do when you feel stuck in life and how do you get out of that cycle? I actually get these questions a lot and I wanted to address these along with something else I've been observing. A lot of people don't talk about this, but there is a difference between waking up and a spiritual awakening. They both go hand in hand or you could have one without the other. As for me, I had my spiritual awakening first and then had my quote unquote awakening after. (laughs) So the difference is that you could wake up to the corruption that is this matrix. But I use corruption lightly because of my understanding that without it, there would be nothing for us to push up against. There wouldn't be an evolutionary challenge for us to face. But I digress. The awakening that most people have had within the last year or two is how awful the system treats us, how many lies and manipulation there has been throughout the years. I personally believe that this part of awakening is limiting, and it keeps you in that 3D mentality. I'm not saying one is better than the other because I still go back and forth. But a spiritual awakening is opening up to the possibility that you are more than the physical. It's healing. It's really diving within and knowing that everything outside of you is set up for your own evolution. That everything you're experiencing is for a specific reason. The only issue, and again, I'm using it lightly, the only issue I see with just having a matrix awakening is that Some people are still feeding into it by blaming something outside of them. I did this, and honestly, I still catch myself drifting off into that mentality. I go back and forth because we're not perfect. We're still learning. We're still healing. Yes, relative to the 3D experience, we can blame the system and the powers that be for the corruption. We can blame the government or or whoever we might think is behind this. And I'm also saying this out loud to remind myself because, like I said, I'm not perfect. But blaming them is putting power in their hands and painting ourselves as the victims. Because if we think deeper and recognize that we're all one collective consciousness and they are a projection of everyone's internal darkness, then we will see that we created this reality for ourselves. Now remember how I said that it's not about escaping the matrix, but integrating yourself? Integrating your 4D, 5D essence? So eventually that the matrix will crumble? That's where I'm at. I'm trying to integrate this knowledge while also actively trying to change this reality for the greater good. There has to be a balance of acknowledging both dark and light. But anyway, those have been my thoughts lately about both awakenings because there's been so much talk about it. And I just wanted to give you guys that perspective, which again is just a perspective and a foundation to the first question. So like I mentioned, I get asked these questions a lot and I'm pretty sure I've answered them on the other podcast. But let's recap. How do you start a spiritual journey? One of the things that I love about spirituality is that there isn't a rule book. There isn't a structure that you need to follow. It's your own journey and what you make of it. Everyone's different and that's why I don't ever want to be claimed as a teacher. Because I want you to be your own guide. You can take what I say and form your own perspective. Or if it resonates, take it with you. But I don't want you to be influenced by the way I do things, by the way I say things, or by the way I endure this journey. Because this is my own, and you're going to embark on your own. So let me tell you a little secret. There is no specific way to start a spiritual journey. You can read a hundred books, articles, go to a hundred gurus and teachers, 
but you are the only one that knows how and what to do because you've been on this journey since you've entered this planet. Your life is your journey. But to put it in smaller perspectives, to give you some tips of mine on how to apply shadow work, awareness, and all that good stuff, you can simply start by being honest with yourself. Finding what makes your soul happy and what you're intuitively called to do. Align within. I know I can sit here and just spew a bunch of things at you, but what good would that do if I hadn't experienced any of this? So in regards to how I began, I talked about this in my first episode. I hit my first dark night of the soul, and before I continue, you do not have to go through a traumatic experience to begin said journey, but it did give me the push to look within. I began super simple, improving my mindset. I also think that's just something I've always been trying to work on, ever since high school or college. It's just something I've always wanted to become a better person, a better friend, a better daughter, a better human to society. I struggled a lot with depression in my teenage years and even in college. I even tried to take my own life more than once. And I apologize for being so straightforward, but one, I'm a Sagittarius, and two, I told you guys I want to be as transparent as possible. I remember there were a couple moments where my parents wanted to send me to a mental hospital because I was in a very dark place and therapy was not helping. I experienced a lot of bullying, sexual abuse, a lot of people abandoning me. And I'm not saying this as a woe is me, feel bad for me kind of thing, because looking back, I know that it was a part of my soul contract and what I came here to do. But because of that, I never wanted anyone else to feel what I felt. So as for me, the number one question I always asked was, why is there so much hatred in this world? So listen to the questions you ask yourself and really dive deep into them. A fun fact about me is that I cannot stand violence or action films. I talked about this on one of my episodes on the other podcast, but I seriously can't wrap my head around the enjoyment of violence, like WWE fights, wrestling, or just action films in general. I I can't do it. (laughs) That sounds like I'm an angel and I've never been mean in my life, but I'm pretty sure. I sure as hell have been a bitch. But I never intentionally wanted to hurt someone. I've never, I've never intentionally tried to hurt someone. At least from my awareness, I have never tried to do that. Obviously, I did have those petty moments of getting revenge in high school. But after much maturing and diving within spirituality, learning about energy and karma, I realized that the best revenge is no revenge. And working on myself and coming from a place of love knowing that you you get what you put out it just changed my whole perspective but that's but I don't want to go on a tangent so anyways <laughs> during the George Floyd riots I had my second awakening I would say and I was so fueled I was obviously being triggered by the media due to my own personal experience and my stories of being discriminated against or having seen my mom get discriminated against my whole life it hit a little harder However, although I was fueled with anger because I was triggered, I channeled that anger to better understand emotional intelligence and psychology. I went down a rabbit hole with that. So I know y'all are probably like, okay, but how do I start, Kels? Where is this going? Hold on, hold on. I'll get there. When I was triggered, I used that energy to study, like I said, psychology, emotional intelligence, just to better understand the way we think. 
I felt pulled to it, felt pulled to ask myself why this triggers me, which is also considered shadow work. So whatever you're going through right now and you're feeling pulled to study, whether that be crystals, tarot, psychology, quantum physics, philosophy, do it. This doesn't sound like spiritual stuff per se, but they all they all intertwine in this journey. So of course, at this time in my life, I'd consider myself quote unquote spiritual, but I didn't grasp the concept of 3D, 4D, and 5D just yet, or the different dimensions. After that was when I saw the video of that man with the umbrella that I talked about in my first episode where I was like, okay, something's not right here. I dug deeper, came across the Freemasons, the media, their agendas, all these projects, the military, etc., and connected it to my studies of psychology, philosophy, and emotional intelligence. Also, the spiritual side of it, all the black magic and all that stuff. The dots were all connecting. Mind you, although I was studying it for the purpose of understanding the world, I was still being mindful and applying it in ways that these things have impacted my life as well. Shadow work is key here. It was parallel to understanding myself and the world. However, it's so easy to get distracted by the outside, which I did fall into at one point. I was so distracted with trying to find out the secrets of the government that at one point I did stop applying it to my life and to myself. The second key here is mindfulness and awareness. So begin by doing what you feel called to do, but whatever it is, always bring it back to yourself. Apply the shadow work. The more I was learning, the more I was unlearning. And the more I figured out, the more I realized I don't know anything at all. Then I started learning more about 3D, 4D, 5D consciousness. It wasn't until I learned that these dimensions are within our own consciousness projecting itself that it started to unravel. I mentioned in the last episode that there are layers to this understanding, and the layers are the different dimensions of consciousness. So 3D thinking is material possessions, money, career, societal pressures, thinking that when you die, that's it. There's only the physical. It's very ego-driven, very masculine, energy-driven. It's a victim mentality, blaming your circumstances on the world. A life happens to me, not for me mentality, and the survival and scarcity mindset. Hoping someone will come to save you. It's good versus evil. There's judgment and fear. Fear is a big one in 3D. 4D is in between. It's interconnected with 3D and 5D. So you could be vibrating at a higher frequency in 4D, learning more about spirituality, consciousness, listening to this podcast, wink wink, studying quantum physics, knowing life happens for you, not to you, taking accountability for everything that happens to you, time still exists in this dimension, astral travel and lucid dreaming are more prominent, it's acknowledging we are infinite beings, that we don't die, just our physical vessel dies, it's knowing you are your own savior. It's knowing that we're here for more than what we've been taught to believe. It's letting go of old habits, not putting an importance on money or status. It's seeing things from a bird's eye view. But within 4D, there's still polarity. You will still experience the light in the dark. It's healing and integrating your shadow. I definitely think that I am still in 4D. And that's a main... That's probably where my main consciousness is at. (laughs) Because I still allow my limiting self-beliefs to creep in. It takes a lot of work to get through these different stages, so don't beat yourself up. I think a lot of us are are in 4D because we're all in this purging, healing era. But that doesn't mean you can't go back and forth, because I do. I do believe that I experience glimpses of 5D, and 5D is unity consciousness. It's abundant mindset, 
It's unconditional love. It's neutrality. There's no judgment or limitations in 5D. All of our actions are from a place of love. There's no fear or need for control. You're in full surrender. So when you embody these different frequencies and apply the work, you will notice a huge difference in your external. For example, as I said before, I laugh sometimes. When I'm in that 5D mentality, I see things like a movie, like that interview, the news, this whole COVID situation. Like, when you know, when you're watching your favorite movie and the character is going through struggles or a heartbreak and you know, at the end, they find the person they're meant to be with or they get the job or whatever they want. You just look at the character and you're like, bro, stop crying. You won't believe what's going to happen to you at the end of this movie. Like sometimes I see my situations like that because I have to step out of my ego and into my higher self. What I like to do is practice the 5D aspects when I get dragged back down. I try to apply no judgment or to release control and embody my feminine energy. Control has been a huge one for me. My feminine energy is wounded, like I mentioned in my last two episodes, due to my trauma of being abandoned and my inner child needing security and emotional needs. That's one thing that I have been heavily working on since moving out here. Because when your feminine energy is wounded, your masculine energy overpowers and needs control of every situation and needs to know that it will have safety and how it will turn out. I think the best thing I could have done for myself was move across the country with no control. I didn't have a job waiting for me. I didn't have friends here. I do have extended family here, which sometimes I feel like I cheated because of that. (laughs) But I don't want to rely on them forever, you know? So I do, I had to let go of the what ifs, what if that, what if this, and just say, fuck it. Why not? (laughs) I almost backed out a billion times because everything was up in the air. I wasn't sure what could have happened, but I surrendered and I trusted that the universe had plans for me and I trusted my intuition. When I tell you that my intuition was pulling me by the hair to move, I'm not kidding. I was getting so many signs to do it. I was brushing them off at first. I was like, maybe I'll stay in Vegas a little longer. But then there were situations that kept coming up that were almost pushing me out of the state. Such as my dad and I were constantly fighting. I have a lot of major wounds because of him. And I'm not blaming him because I know my soul chose my parents for my growth. But I knew because I needed to heal my inner child that I could not do it in the same environment where it was wounded. Stemming off that, the abandonment wounds manifested into me attracting men who were like my dad. So (laughs) remember the heartbreak I went through in 2018 that sent me through my awakening? Well, I honestly believe that he was my twin flame and that I'm on a twin flame journey. And at that moment in time before I was in the limbo phase of whether I should move or not, he came back into my life and wanted to become friends again. Now, I have never really been open about my personal life on my podcast, but this was a major catalyst he was a major catalyst for a lot of things in my life, including this move. Alright, so bear with me, because things are going to get a little vulnerable, but this is good. I need I need to let it out. I need to let my feminine out. <laughs> okay, so a couple months before I moved, everything was fine. But the month I decided to leave, like I said, the same cycles kept showing up. So let's rewind. I've attracted men, or even friends in my life, who leave me for other people. It's a cycle that had been constantly happening. 
it wasn't until I started my healing journey that I realized this pattern. I started to look within and ask myself, what am I doing within that is manifesting outside of myself? I then realized I was abandoning my inner child the way people were abandoning me. I was abandoning my authenticity. So in 2018, this man, who I now believe is my twin flame, <laughs> left me for someone else. And I know some of y'all might be like, Kels, that happens to everyone. Calm down. No, I know. I know. But I I don't even know how to explain the way I felt around him. Like, to this day, it's been three years, and I have never felt the way he made me feel. And this is not to be all mushy-gushy, but, like, my soul yearns for him in the best, that's the best way I could describe it. And the worst part is that I felt crazy. I felt insane for feeling the way I felt because we did everything a normal relationship would do without the title. He never made it official. So I couldn't really say that he cheated on me or that he hurt me. And mind you, at the time I was still in that 3D mentality. I wanted to blame him. I did blame him. But part of me knew that this had to happen for a reason. That's when I started diving within me, trying to find the answers of why I was feeling so strongly, trying to find myself, and started this healing journey. I took accountability for choosing that experience. I recognized that I was abandoning my that I was abandoning myself. And none of this healing or realization would have happened if he hadn't come into my life. And, and I'm so grateful that he did. And he probably probably doesn't even know that because we don't even talk anymore. Unless he listens to this. But who knows? But the reason I say I think he's my twin flame is because I came across so many signs. I promise that I will get to the premise of the story and why it all ties into surrendering, moving. Hang tight. So I started coming across information about it. Throughout our time together, the amount of synchronicities I saw or we both saw together and recognized these synchronicities was insane. 444, 1111, 1144, 3-3, all the time. Not only that, but there would be moments where we'd be in a room together, the lights would flicker, like electricity would just go off, it would glitch. I don't know. I know. I sound crazy. But all these weird things kept occurring, and I think the strangest was how I felt. Which I, like I said, I've never felt with anyone else. Even up until now. It's been three years, and it, it, it makes, it still drives me insane. Like, I have been with other guys. I'm gonna get personal here. And yeah, some of them have ghosted me, or I have ghosted them. But it did not phase me as much as he did. Yeah, sure, I will. I would cry for a week or two and then get over it. I was like, eh, that was a good lesson. Brush it off. But with him, it's like he lives in my mind and my heart rent-free. It, it drives me insane. I constantly dream about him. I feel his energy. It's something that I really don't talk about a lot to anyone except maybe my mom and my best friend. And I can't explain it because when I try to, I sound like I'm this obsessive psycho but to be honest i'm not like this which is why it threw me for a loop i usually brush these things off i just cry it out and leave it at that my masculine energy never allowed me to fully feel but he brought out my feminine energy in me i also know that situations people things come and go and i try not to get attached 
but I really couldn't for the life of me figure out why I felt so connected to this guy. Like if I knew him before, I don't even know guys. Like, oh, just thinking about it makes me go crazy. So fast forward, because I was noticing all these signs being the person that I've always been, thinking that everything is a sign, which I still do. I looked up the numbers and the occurrences. By the way, this is still 2018 hoping that someone had gone through something similar or that I could get answers. Then I came across the term twin flame. And again, like I said, this is three years ago where this kind of stuff wasn't trending or wasn't talked about. So this term kept coming up and I was like, hmm, interesting. And then I would get tarot readings where they would tell me that he is. And I mean, deep down, I know I didn't need that validation from a tarot reader, because my intuition just knew. Anywho, despite all this twin flame slander online or different definitions of it, I truly believe that a twin flame is a fragment of your soul and we had to experience what we went through so that we could both be triggered into finding ourselves and just stepping into our authenticity. After him, like I said, I catapulted into this journey Twin flames mirror you, trigger things that you have not healed, or things that you have to figure out. And, I mean, the sad part is that you don't always end up together, even though my heart hopes we do. (laughs) Because both parties have to put in the work. They both have to heal to come back to union. Okay, so, long story short... (laughs) We've been in no communication for three years. Like, no communication at all. He blocked me on everything. Um, I didn't see him around at school anymore. Um, We have no mutual friends. And then he came back into my life this year. And we were working on our friendship. Because quite frankly, he was one of my best friends. And I wanted him back in my life. And this is just a funny side note and something that I felt very validating. So when we met up again, after three years, after not seeing each other for three years, not even on social media, he said, to this day, every time I see 1144, I think of you. And that was it, folks. That was so validating to me because I felt fucking crazy. Every time I would see those numbers, I would also think of him. And I wonder if he still does. (laughs) I digress. So that was the only time and the last time I saw him, which is very sad. (laughs) So fast forward to the last month of me deciding to the next steps of my life, aka May 2021. Again, situations and cycles kept popping up, like I mentioned with my dad and other things. But the tipping point, the tipping point, ladies and gentlemen, the catalyst, the last straw was when this man, once again, deleted me on everything and went back to the person he left me for in the first place. I then knew that I needed to get the fuck out of that environment to heal. That was my, all right, Kels, come on, let's go. (laughs) So now we're here, moved across the country. I know, I know, it sounds like I ran away from my problems, but when cycles like that kept occurring, in my environment and I was unable to heal but I had this opportunity to remove myself my intuition was just like there's nothing for you here let's go 
And honestly, like I said, I kept ignoring it. So the universe really showed me what I needed to let go of. So moral of the story is the more you resist, you persist. And I was resisting getting out of that comfort zone. And I was uncertain of what was to come if I did take that leap. I was resisting my intuition and all the signs that it wasn't until the universe showed me those situations that it pushed me here. So trust it the first time because eventually the universe is just going to be like, all right, you're ignoring me, so I'm going to have to bring in the big guns. (laughs) But it all turned out okay. I ended up getting a job here literally the second week I was here. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my stomach. And although it's not my ego's ideal situation, challenges are inevitable with any new venture, I still have to remind myself, like, girl, you're okay. You are meant to go through this. The reward is worth the struggle. And it's much bigger than the struggle. And what I mean by my ego's ideal situation, so our egos obviously desire something different than what our souls do. Our egos want lust, money, Our egos, again, are our form selves, shaped through our programming and beliefs. So my ego is like, you're 24, single, and live with your family. How embarrassing. You need to get your own place. You need to get a better job. And I know that most people who are stuck in the 3D think this way constantly, which is why I hold so much compassion for people who are trapped in 3D. But the difference with being able to hold the knowledge of these different states of frequencies is that... I apply the knowledge that is just my ego talking. My soul will hop in and be like, girl, we are grateful for having a bed. We are grateful for the love around us. We are grateful for the experiences we get to go through. It's a lot of hard work, but that's what makes this journey so beautiful. It's seeing the progress and the evolution of yourself. And wow, my ego is not ready to be this vulnerable with you guys. I feel a little bit naked but it's okay. So anyways, this is what I mean when I say everyone's journey is different, or at least how you begin. There's no wrong or right way to do it. Just follow your intuition. You might already be doing things that are considered quote-unquote spiritual. Like the other day, I was talking to my cousin about self-reflection and how we do shadow work without even realizing it, because we were watching a show or a movie. I don't remember what it was. And something happened where this guy started applying lessons to his life or like reevaluating it. And I just screamed, shadow work. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) But anyway, that was my answer to your first question. And if you stick around with me, I will have future episodes about shadow work and other practices. And maybe eventually I'll have the confidence to finally begin my own one-on-one coaching sessions or I don't know. I don't know if I want to call them coaching sessions, but guidance sessions or just like a friend to vent to that's also spiritual (laughs) I don't know we'll see okay so the other question was what do you do when you feel stuck in life and how do you get out of that cycle okay so when going through a spiritual awakening a transformation a perspective change or even simply being human there are going to be moments when we feel stuck stagnant lost And there are many reasons for this. One, you are stepping into higher frequencies and you are no longer resonating with the people around you. Your job, your routine, your family, 
So you start to feel stuck or almost in this repeating cycle because you have gained a stronger awareness to the way you were living. You recognize that some things no longer serve you, but you don't know how to get out of it or what to do. Two, you're not being honest with yourself or speaking your truth. When we aren't aligned with ourselves and we're disconnected, we can start to feel stagnant or lost. That is when you should start listening to what is calling out to you and would do things that bring that spark back. Sometimes there are things that we never thought of doing, such as picking up random hobbies. You always wanted to try diving into learning about certain subjects, joining different communities, starting a podcast. (laughs) And because there are things that we have never really thought of or we allow fear or limited self-beliefs get in the way, like, no, I can't do that, or what will people think, then we just brush them off. But trust me, I understand. This conditioning runs deep and we really are our own worst enemies. But sometimes you don't even need to go do something. It honestly just sometimes means that you need to just be. Rest. Meditate. This society's conditioning of you have to be doing something at all times has a major influence on this feeling as well. Three, you're in your comfort zone. So all these reasons could intertwine, really, but you could also be stuck in your comfort zone. And sometimes we don't even realize we are. Like I said, I didn't know how comfortable I was in Vegas till I moved to North Carolina. If there are opportunities popping up for you and you intuitively feel called to do it, what is stopping you? Like I said, my ego is stopping me. My control issues are stopping me. I personally also believe that we as humans are meant to be creative and expressive creatures That is our feminine energy side. But within society's conditioning and this system, it's almost looked down upon if you express yourself in that way. I mean, look at any creative job. They pay so much less than than a bank teller, for example. I mean, unless you're some unless you're in Hollywood, but that's a whole other story because you know what goes down in Hollywood. (laughs) We must express ourselves and our creativity to align within. Our inner child has been suppressed due to this conditioning. So go out and do some painting. Go dance. Go sing. Go sew. Go do something creative. It will bring out your inner child and allow that spark to shine through. For example, I was feeling so stuck for a while. I wasn't working on my podcast or my content. But once I realized that I was the one in the way of myself, I was the one making excuses. I said, okay, let's go do this. And I began this podcast. And honestly, I've been feeling so much better. The most important thing that I want to emphasize with all these reasons is don't forget to honor yourself. Sometimes it's really just our egos being hard on ourselves for going through this period. So it's making it a lot worse. Like I said, our conditioning has taught us that we always have to be doing something. We always have to be in a rush to do something. We always have to have goals. We always have to have the next step. That is the conditioning that we must unlearn. It's okay to be still and be silent. It's okay to just be. It doesn't mean you're lazy. It means you're listening to your body and listening to your intuition and just resting. These are normal periods of times that everyone experiences, spiritual or not. (laughs) From the outside, everything may appear dull dull and inactive, but within, there are transformations happening, even if they're subtle. 
You've changed your perspectives. You're growing out of your old ways of thinking. You're recognizing patterns that don't serve you. You're starting to think for yourself. And this can be very challenging, especially if friends and family around you don't agree or they're still in the other mentality. So don't be hard on yourself and just know that you're not alone. Be proud of yourself and your progress. A caterpillar doesn't just become a butterfly overnight. And I also love this saying, if you want to grow, go with the flow. (laughs) All right, to wrap this up, I recently heard this and it really stuck with me. None of our problems exist outside of our minds. Let's just take a moment to ponder over this for a second. None of our problems exist outside of our minds. Now, if you feel resistance or triggered by this, let's dive deeper. So like I've been saying from a 5D perspective, everything's neutral. The 3D mind is the one who decides whether something is good or bad, aka our egos, our minds. But if we step back and see that everything is just an experience, there's no judgment to it, then we can decide whether we will allow our minds to make us suffer or to allow ourselves to just feel and experience without any added negativity. The mind will always want to make us the victim, the victim to our circumstances, to our lives. But once we silence it, recognize that it's just an experience, we must allow it to flow through and let it go. And that sounds like you're belittling said experience because there could be some very traumatic experiences that happen to people but don't invalidate the experience just don't make yourself suffer more than what you're already feeling that makes sense speaking for myself and being diagnosed with mental illness at such a young age i didn't allow it to become a part of me whether it was a chemical imbalance or the things i went through i still had control over my mind and what my ego was feeding it but it took practice It took practice to start controlling my thoughts and silence my mind. Breath work, guys. Breath work and meditation will be your best friend. And it's, and I know it's harder for some people to do it, but again, who is saying that it's hard? Is it you or your mind? I talk to so many people about meditation and they're like, it's so hard for me. I can't silence my mind. I have ADD. I have ADHD. So do I. I have ADHD too. (laughs) honestly it's just practice guys and it's really just applying it and not letting yourself be in the way not letting yourself be the roadblock journaling is also a good tool and honestly meditation doesn't even have to be like the "Mm, sitting down you can be drawing reading walking dancing and still be in that meditative state it's all about silencing your ego for a little while and allowing your essence to just be So just be and live in the moment. All right, guys. See, I told you I would go on a tangent with these two questions, so I didn't really have much of an outline for this episode, but I hope this episode resonated with you guys, and I hope by me sharing my experience with my twin flame journey, which I know some people might think it's delusional or crazy, but I honestly think that's what I'm experiencing, and for for those of you wondering... No, I have not heard from him since then. And um, who knows what's going to happen, you know? I mean, there's so much energy going on right now with this whole Lionsgate portal. Um, If you guys are listening to this on Monday, uh, I'm recording this on Friday. No, actually, it's Saturday. I honestly don't know any day. I don't know what day it is ever. 
But um, I know that tomorrow, the 8th, there's a Lionsgate portal, there's a new moon, there's so much energy going on. And also the Schumann resonance uh, has been going off the charts. I guess it went offline for like 48 hours or 38 hours, something like that. Um, For those of you who don't know what the Schumann resonance is, it's basically a, it's kind of like a weather report about the frequencies of the earth. And this year we've been getting so many blasts of high frequencies and solar flares, but recently it just went in a blackout. And nobody really knew why, but I think it came back online today. I think I saw something that it came back on. But yeah, so if you're experiencing some symptoms recently with this energy, such as headaches, nausea, extreme anxiety, because I've been feeling that, um, uh, weird body aches, back pain, neck pain, jaw pain, um, these are all frequencies that are occurring on Earth right now, being being emitted on Earth right now, and just know that you're not going crazy and you're not alone because I'm definitely feeling it. It's very, very intense. And, um, I don't know too much about Schumann resonance. That's why I don't talk about it a lot. I just honestly see a bunch of videos on it or my favorite spiritual teachers talk about it. So that's where I get my info from. So I'm not expert on it, but I just know that these symptoms are, there's a reason why you're feeling the way you're feeling right now emotionally and physically so don't beat yourself up this weekend take lots of rest well I guess I can't say this weekend this week because I'm pretty sure this energy will dive into the next week um so drink lots of water stay hydrated take care of yourselves because also with this new moon energy y'all everything's just happening all at once you know like universe said here you guys go you guys want to change here you go um I hope you guys wrote down your manifestations for the eighth and really just use this energy for good. Do some shadow work. Do some releasing. Honestly, something that I love to do, and it's very, very simple ritual, I guess you would call it. I don't really call it a ritual, but it's just something I do quite often is when I shower, I have the intention of cleaning off all negative energy on my body or any negative energy that was sent to me. And I use the water as like a light cleaner, I guess. So the water is a light it cleans off the negative energy. You know, your imagination is very powerful, you know? So just do what you need to do to take care of yourself, take care of your energy, protect yourself. Um, but yeah, I went all over the place in this episode, like I always do. And But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Again, if you want to leave me any questions, advice on what to talk about next or what you want to hear next, because if not, I'm just going to go ramble again, go to luminescentluna.com slash episode podcast, leave whatever you'd like. I did have a couple submissions that I actually had to email back because I I wanted it to be more personal and not just talk about it on the podcast. But if there's a specific question that you want me to answer that I think will help the collective, I will answer on the podcast. Um, if not, I will just email you back personally just because I love helping you guys out and that's probably the best way to communicate with me because my Twitter DMs and Instagram DMs, I have lost track of both of those. (laughs) So I apologize. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow my Instagram at FSO podcast or my personal at Kelsey Cortez and my Twitter at Oak with Kels and I will see you guys next week. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Love is not something that is a sort of rare commodity. Everybody has it. 
Existence is love.